0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show! This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process, from coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know, because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals the pitching the whole bit and now i've compiled it into one resource for you called the mural master program this is included inside of the artist academy advanced membership and i would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co that is artistacademy.co and click the link to see the mural master program and learn more and that's it so let's get on with the show This week's episode features Alexa Jacobs, now Alexa Purse. She just got married and has a baby on the way. Alexa has a really interesting story about how she's following along with the family business. Since age 15, she started working part-time for her dad, Scott Jacobs, who is a very established artist himself. She started working for him as his underpainter, so not at all looking to make a career out of it. She just kind of went through the motions and tagged along with her dad to shows unintentionally getting (laughs) the best introduction to the art world from an amazing mentor. I'll let her tell you the rest of the story, but let me know what you think of this week's episode with Alexa Jacobs. If you could just start off by introducing yourself, maybe telling people a little bit about who you are and how you got into the arts.
1: All right, Uh, my name is Alexa Purse. Now, as of Thursday, (laughs) uh, recently married. I really started painting. Well, I was pretty much born into it. My dad's been an artist for 30 years, and I'm nearly 30 years old, so pretty much my whole life. I started painting as his underpainter when I was 14 years old, so a long time, and I really, to be honest, had no interest in pursuing it on my own. It was just a job, you know, the family business. I would block in paintings for him, and it was never anything I wanted to paint. It was always a motorcycle or wine or, you know, it's things I enjoy, but Nothing that interests me. So I got involved in art very early and just as a job though.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I feel like that's kind of the theme with a lot of kids. You know, like if you see your parents doing something, you're like, I'm going to find my own thing. I don't want to do what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. So your dad is an artist. Can you talk to him about him just a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was actually the first licensed artist in the world by Harley Davidson back in 1993. Yeah, so we basically started their fine art program. So you have to be licensed to paint Harley-Davidson. You can't just, you know, paint a image like that and sell it, and make a bunch of money without them getting their royalties. So he was the first licensed in 93, and now he's got the license to Marilyn Monroe Estates, Elvis Presley, Hot Wheels, Dodge, Chrysler, just a bunch of other companies. Yeah, he's in over 85 countries and on cruise ships all over the world. So it's definitely been in the family my whole life.
0: Wow. Gosh, you have the best mentor. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so what was the tipping point that took you from, I don't really want to do this to, I'm going to give this a go?
1: It's a good question. Um, probably everyone encouraging it so much, or including my dad, you know, saying, oh, you have the steadiest hand in the studio, you can paint the straightest lines, and really encouraging my skill set, I guess, straight lines, pinstriping. I almost went to a pinstriping school in Vegas when I was like 16, but that didn't happen. Um, And I just kind of wanted to see what I could create on my own. That wasn't something he put in front of me, you know, this color here, this shape, do this. I was like, what do I enjoy? It's always been shoes started out as shoes. I don't have any of my shoe paintings behind me, but my closet full of shoes is over there. Um, And when I looked online for inspiration, you know, different photos and stuff, there was really nothing like I envisioned out there. And I love painting fabric. I always liked drawing. I took a few uh, drawing classes in high school and the one semester of college I took. Um, And so I tried just I don't know, something I thought I would like, an image that ap- appealed to my eyes, shoes, women's legs are beautiful, fabric falling, really cool, like three different aspects put together. And it got like a huge response from friends, collectors, like my dad, of course, posted it all over his socials and people were like, wow, obviously she's actually learned the last, it was eight years working for him before I actually stepped out on my own and was like, okay. Also the pressure that goes behind following my dad's very photorealistic. So people see it and think it's a photo. I'm like, yeah, no pressure. Just huge steps to follow. What if I wanted to do impressionism? People would be like, where did you learn that? <laughs> but I did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You did. So about 22, you kind of decided. It was, was this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah was this one like, did you try other jobs and you're like, this isn't very fun or I knew I always wanted to work
1: for myself. I had a few odd jobs here and there and yeah, I just, thankfully, you know, we had a gallery, you know, my dad's gallery, Jacob's gallery, and my mom ran it. My sister ran it. My dad and I were the creatives, which it really, really worked well together. And I just, I guess I kind of, swallowed my fear not so much pride but fear of failure and what are people going to think you're putting your heart into these paintings and posting them everywhere basically for people to judge I'm like you know what let's just do it this is what I want I don't really know anything else um and yeah I just I really just went for it, it was like okay yeah. Let's make it happen.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, hi, Katie. So let's talk about that fear for a second because I coach artists and they're mostly in their beginner phase and the fear pops up a lot. You mm-hmm. know, the fear of being judged, the fear of just showing up and doing what you want and being critiqued or maybe, you know, is if they don't have a photorealistic style yet um, and or they're working towards it or they just don't want it. Like a lot of people, unless it's like, does not look like a photo? I think outside of the art world, people are like, what is that? So like, they don't Mm -hmm. really understand it. And so how did you get over that? Was it just practice or?
1: Um, Mindset change, probably really understanding that, I don't know, I need to love it. And people are going to judge you no matter what, if it's (laughs) realistic and looks exactly like the painting, or if it is just abstract blobs, you know, people are going to judge you. Um, And what else? Sorry, pregnancy brain. It's a thing.
0: Oh, you're <laughs> pregnant
1: too! Oh, my I gosh. am. Yeah.
0: Oh, are milestones. Wow. <laughs>
1: um, but fear. I guess it just goes down to you're going to be judged regardless. You love it. The different aspects of fear that would creep in are like: is the client going to love it? If it's a commission for them, um, yeah. What if no one likes it and no one buys it? You know, that's okay. There's more canvases in the world to create on. There's if you're lucky, ideas constantly flowing, inspiration constantly coming in, you know, through social media or magazines or just everyday life. So it's like you can always create something else if the fear of failure, like, won, you know.
0: Yeah, you can always paint over it too. mean yes, you know, done like, that. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, paint covers everything, paint fixes everything. Like, yeah, um, my husband, when we're around uh, around the house, if he does a little nick in the wall, he's like, Can you paint that? I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> like it just yeah. goes away. Yep. So yeah, paint covers everything. Um, okay, so do you have a favorite past project?
1: I do, yeah, and it was. Never something really planned. It was actually this, bite me. Uh the original was five by five feet. I actually had an extra canvas. I ordered a can it's hard out here. I'm in Spearfish, South Dakota. There's uh the knot hole is my art supply store and it's basically like a craft store that has a few paints in there and like one size canvas. So I have to buy a lot of my stuff online. So I bought a pack of three five by five foot canvases and after finishing one that was a commission, I had an extra leftover, huge, beautiful, you know, five by five feet. I'm like, what can I create on this? And the bite the bullet image, you know, is everywhere out there. I love Salvador Dali, his like dripping clock and melting stuff. So I decided to have my go at it. Created it slowly, you know, there was no pressure behind it, no commission or deadline. It was just for me. It took a year from start to finish because I just kept setting it aside. I didn't like it. I changed it a hundred times. And then when it was done, just the response from it, I don't know if it's mostly because it was so large that people were shocked by how large it was or just how cool my rendition, you know, of the bite the bullet idea. And it's just snowballed from there for the last three years probably I think I finished it two or three years ago and I have it on shirts and sweatshirts and stickers and definitely really love the image.
0: Uh, I love that and it just kind of goes to show like for any other artist listening like you can you know you paint and you figure things out and then it just takes one thing that you yep. can just stumble upon and then it just skyrockets from there yeah. but, but it but it like just to note it was coming from you like this is Mm -hmm. something within you nobody was telling you to do it this is something that you wanted to do on your own
1: that's when i get really humbled and thankful when people buy the art that i've already created not you know like the sunflower one is a commission and if this was five years ago i never would have accepted this my least favorite things to paint are landscape and children (laughs) or just humans (laughs) because it's so imperfect And my hand always wants to make each petal which they are all the exact same i've already like it's haunting my dreams like i have to redo all those leaves they're the exact same shape it's so hard to make things imperfect i'm like here's a uniform set of flowers wait make them messy rip the leaf a little bit so that's why i like just yeah like i don't know some of the art behind me some on my page if it's created just for me and my heart and someone actually buys that original, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like that just humbles me to another level.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking behind you and I see all these like portraits, but they're done in such a different way. And I love that because if I, am like you, like I just to do a face, I'm like, I don't know about that. That just doesn't interest me, but I would do something similar to what you've got going on. So Mm -hmm. how did those come about just Um, experimenting?
1: So I've had a few commissions. I have two in front of me. One that I'm really looking forward to paint because it's actually a painting I had done, but the lady basically wants her silhouette in it instead of mine, which I used in the past. Um, these are just like to just give my creativity a break from the monotony of, okay, painting what other people want, what other people will buy, which isn't as fun, you know, as just loosening it up. Um, I had an extra wood panel in my studio, and I'm like, "What well, can I paint a face, something? I just wanted to keep it loose, impressionistic. Um, my grandpa passed a few years ago, and he he was a crazy Aussie. And if you did impressionism, he it would just blow his mind. That's bloody beautiful. Like, you do two lines, and it looks like a face. And it's true. Like, you look at it, you're like, wow, it's so loose from... Up close but then you step back you're like oh i know exactly what that is um that's where this one here came from that's an andy warhol style i love andy warhol um it's just those were more so yeah just to give myself a break from the timelines and the pressure of a commission for someone else are they gonna like it which no one's ever sent anything back or been like eh never mind I'm not paying you, I'm sending it back, but still it's it's that weight and the fear again. That's just are they gonna like it? Is it okay? Am I finishing it quickly enough? Et cetera. <laughs>
0: yeah. All the things and then that load is just lifted once they're like, Oh, I love it. It's like, yeah, oh, good. <laughs> Thanks. So how yeah. did, how are you getting most of your commissions? How how do you get business?
1: Word of mouth, uh definitely Facebook over Instagram right now. My Facebook fan page is definitely my clientele. Apologize if you can hear my dog barking. Um, word of mouth, friends, a lot of people at the gallery. We have a gallery here in Deadwood, South Dakota. And my art is in there. I'm constantly promoting it, trying to sell old work that, you know, originals that I finished. Sorry. Um, <laughs>
0: I edit that out. It was- okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and really, it's just—it's crazy how social media gives me anxiety sometimes. To trying to find good content, what to post, the caption—you know, making sure you're intriguing people and they're wanting to buy art and seeing how different all the different images you can create for them. Um, I think that draws a lot of people in, and even offering things that I don't necessarily necessarily love painting like landscapes i am definitely broadening my horizon when it comes to accepting commissions like i said i in the beginning would have never accepted a person and i've done several now and landscapes too i'm like yeah okay let's do it because you can't really be taking sometimes especially right now if for me at least my sales are a little slower than they have been like yes i'll take anything (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. Do you feel like you have slow seasons and really busy seasons?
1: Definitely in person out here. Um, I grew up in San Diego and I've lived here in Spearfish, South Dakota for a few years now. Our summertime is Sturgis the Motorcycle Rally. We have all these summer events. So I'm, you know, trying to actually be at the gallery face-to-face talking with people making those connections and sales and then wintertime much slower different crowd though because we have snowmobiling trails skiing etc so people will still come out but wintertime definitely slows down but still that's i feel like when i catch up on my summertime commissions and sales yeah
0: yeah, I totally get the same kind of type of thing. In summer, it's very busy, and maybe people are just wanting to do stuff more, and yeah. then in winter, maybe not as much. I don't yeah, know. Like, let's so, buy art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that makes me feel better that it's other people are like that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. Is there anything you wouldn't like to paint without? Like music or any kind of special music. brushes? Of music, music okay. for
1: sure. Brushes, I actually, Simply Simmons. I Whenever I painted for my dad, I don't have any right in front of me. Um, Lowe Cornell, he used all of those, which here we have to buy online, but then thankfully I found at the art supply store in town simply simmons they are my favorite brush ever i've tried to tag them before online too and they don't have an instagram or anything so i'm like oh i love like my oh my desk is covered in these white brushes music and good brushes
0: yeah okay awesome that's so old school when somebody says they don't have instagram but they're doing really well i'm like ah, oh, you got it so far so long ago i, know.
1: <laughs> I don't want to t- shout you guys out Yeah. I love these. What kind of music do you
0: listen to? Just curious.
1: Depends on the mood. Sometimes country. Um, My husband, so weird saying that, introduced me (laughs) to like Flora Cash, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, if I'm in that like more mellow vibe. Or I love Paramore and the used and a day to remember. So (laughs) it really depends on the mood. I'll have my like big speaker in here and just be blasting it which is really hard because I'll play it from my phone and then when I want to film myself you know I record on my phone so I'm like wait I have to record a time lapse that you know I'm filming for half an hour with no music (laughs) it's so hard (laughs) I need to get more like filming supplies and get better with my GoPro and angles and sometimes though that's that's really hard for me is worrying about the content. I'm like, I just want to paint. I don't want to worry about if the camera's on or in the right area. Am I even recording? Oh, someone called me half an hour ago. So the video stopped filming. Cool. But I finished the area I'm painting.
0: Can't repaint it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear that a lot. A lot of people are like, I just want to paint, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yep. And it's so true. We're just, we're artists. We just want to create. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, here recently, because I I had that problem as well, like, I love to listen to podcasts whenever mm-hmm. I'm painting, just somebody talking, and I, whenever I went to trade my phone in, I actually kept my old iPhone, and then now I have a new one, and so I have, like, a iPhone 6 or something that's, okay. like, my video, part, so highly recommend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I kept my old phone. No, I probably shattered it, so it's <laughs> long gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Awesome. So, um, well, this is a business podcast, like an an art business podcast. Do you have any just advice for just ways of running business?
1: Honestly, for lack of better words, just shoving it in people's faces. Good content. Just every day posting stuff. I learned a lot of that from my sister. She runs my dad's social media pages. Um, Keeping it professional, you know, not airing your dirty laundry not being dramatic focusing even on people's pages you share or promote like make sure it's it's like our followers trust us to have good advice or point us in the right direction so don't just be like I don't know I feel like drama is a big thing I see on some people's pages where I'm like why are you posting this on your business account I don't want to hear that I kind of put everything on mine now i Gone up and down with that a bunch of times, like, okay, keep it only business, but like I love fitness and fly fishing and my family and dogs. I want to share that too I'm like it's too much pressure, so I kind of post my life, um but keeping well, it yeah, professional you just got married. like yeah you share that? <laughs> that baby on the way oh. um, uh yeah, just relating, interacting um Good yeah. captions, I know, is a huge thing. and
0: Be consistent and just put it out there. Definitely consistency. I, I, yeah. I love that you started out with uh, the quote of, like, put it in their face. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, just, like, put it yeah. out there. <laughs>
1: yeah, so unfollow me if it's too much. But here's my art. This is my career. You know, the popular motto, I feel like, is starving artists. But we don't need to be that. We can be successful artists. Like, let's change that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh, Do you find, so you mentioned you do a lot of shows, and you go out and do this in person. How do you, like, so a lot of people, a lot of artists um, find it really difficult to go out and talk to people. How do you Mm -hmm. approach that?
1: Um, Honestly, I'm thankful I've just been raised around it. Like, we started going on cruises with my dad, and there would be 75 VIP clients that At the age 15 i was schmoozing and you know they would set me at one table my sister at another table my parents at one and we'd be with 10 different clients like that are spending these cruise ships are very high end like they're i'm you know dressed in my cocktail attire at age 15 like yes, i am maybe will be an artist do you follow in your dad's footsteps I See? look up to him. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe one day. I don't know if that's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, I've been around it my whole life. And now my parents have this beautiful gallery. So, like, I just go there for any events. And I am really comfortable in front of people. And it does get monotonous because they ask the exact same questions. Um, but it's really the confidence in yourself. And I don't know, just... Yeah, standing your ground and showing that you love what you do and really, I don't know, making them feel a connection to, to your artwork and to you, I guess. Like you can relate.
0: Yeah, for sure. I had a a phone conversation with this guy who was with Park West Gallery. Is that the cruise ship? Yeah. And it was actually right before everything happened um, with the cruise ship stuff. And he was talking to me about it. And he was asking me exactly what you were saying. Like, what's the emotional connection to your art? And Mm -hmm. a year ago, I didn't really have one. I was just like, I paint animals just for fun. And he was like, Mm you could tell he was just like, give me more. So it, yeah. that really having that conversation with them really set me on a whole last year of, okay, let's paint something I love. And mm-hmm. that way, if I do get in front of people, I could be like, I do it because of this. And yep. so, okay. So whenever so your dad goes to present, do you do that as well? Or, um, you know, they actually wanted me
1: on the cruises and I respectfully chose to go my own direction. Um, They have a pretty set idea, too, of what they want you to paint, and I kind of, you know, will throw in the random skull or cleavage painting or, you know, they don't want that. They want the high-end, older crowd clientele, and I just, I like keeping my uh, choices, my variety, variety of choices and um, things to paint, just whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So as long as it supports me, I would love to just keep doing it for me and slowly make connections with companies like my commission two from now is for a tequila label, um, Buffalo chip tequila. I'm really excited for that. That's a four by four foot canvas. And I'll I'll be sharing all of that process, trying to get good videos
0: let yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the video game <laughs> mm-hmm. with like TikToks and reels and all of that. So you mentioned four by four foot. We mentioned a five by five, and then you have some smaller ones behind you. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Like, do you prefer small or really big? And have you done murals is what I'm getting into.
1: <laughs> um, I've done one ground mural. And then in our, we have a restaurant here as well, a brew house and a bakery, And on the bakery side, I'm working on a big, huge mural. It's my first one. Um, And I've recently learned that using house paint is not the best for blending. But someone (laughs) shared actual mural paint with me recently. And I'm like, oh, so that'll like blend and not dry before I even lift the brush from the wall? Um, But I prefer... Honestly, I probably prefer larger. It's just so much easier for me to get small canvases here, like, unless I'm buying wooden boards or something like that online, because everything mostly has to get shipped to me and that takes a long time. Or if I'm going to our warehouse, I can usually buy some of my dad's canvas roll off of him and stretcher bars and, like, do it myself. But it's just so much easier to buy, like, a 16 by 20 or 1824. But I like bigger for sure. And the mural I did on the ground, my first one, I'm like, is this harder? It was on concrete. Harder oh. than the ceiling? Like, oh, it was uncomfortable. But I did it in like two days. It was fun. Definitely what an was experience. It, it was um, this couple used horse therapy for children, like an outreach program. And it was a, like cartoon horse jumping through clouds. And then a big cross and wings and a big circle around it that had faith, hope, love, faith, hope, love, faith, hope, love, faith, hope, love, four times. <laughs> and a Bible verse at the bottom. I was like, okay, I got this really simple, though, not like realistic, black and white, but still the hip pain and knee pain of kneeling. I finally, like the second day I brought knee pads, I was so much better.
0: <laughs> yeah. and still, you're
1: like, Ow everything hurts
0: yeah and you'll like lay down and try to do it and you'll sit up and try to do it
1: yep that would have been a funny time lapse all the positions (laughs) why does my back hurt oh
0: yeah yeah can't really do that pregnant now I guess (laughs) yeah
1: I'm still small but when it gets bigger I'm sure it'll be interesting
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Awesome. Well, that is about all the questions I have for okay. today. Um, I have one more though. So a lot of new artists listen to this podcast, and a lot of people who are just starting their art career. So, do you have any advice for people who want to get started in the arts but have no idea where to even begin?
1: I'd say just do it. <laughs> just gotta go for it. Um, if we're referring to like social media, you know, pick your your right name, your hashtag to use, start a hashtag where all your work will go. Um, be confident in it and try to get good content, photos, videos. A lot of people, I know that I love watching it, like going through your page. I was like, dang, just got really good videos. Oh, like, it, And you just get sucked in. You're like, wow, I can see why people like ask for these more because it's so much more entertaining than just a quick photo. Even if it's like close up to... Trying to paint and film like that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) something is awkward. Yeah, (laughs) is awkward, but it looks good in the end. (laughs) Yep.
1: Um, Definitely that content. Working on your captions and where you're gonna put it. Maybe if if you're getting a website or if you're just selling on Instagram, start you know making it more professional. I'm not good at the whole like layout thing on Instagram, but. When I see that, I am more so drawn to pages like that. Um, Just going for it. Asking people what they want to see, taking advice. Don't be scared to hear their critiques because... Like we said, they're going to give it to you whether you want it
0: or not. Exactly. I love that. I think that's the, that's the uh, consensus of our conversation is just do it. People are going to judge anyway and just put it yeah. on there. Yeah, YOLO. <laughs> YOLO, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on here. I know so many artists are going to benefit from this, and I've so enjoyed connecting with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Thank I you will... so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I will talk to you later. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process from coming up with an idea to finding a wall to paint it on to pitching your ideas to businesses and finally Of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit, and now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60 thousand as a thank you for helping us grow this artist academy community and speaking of community if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media just head over to facebook.com groups slash artist academy and i will see you next week